Hello again, everybody. It's the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza here, uh, brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter. It's Polish Rifle Scott Wisniewski with my friend and, and partner and uh, person who's helped made this thing possible for the last half decade plus, Jake Kokorowski. Jake, hey, a lot going on in sports and in our personal lives, but we get a chance to continue our, our Brewers preview in a little bit here and talk about the infield and the starting pitching spots. But how's life treating you otherwise? Going, going well, man. Going well, brother. It's a, I gotta say, man. Like yeah, you, you put it in perspective, man. We started this in 2012. It's it's gonna be six years in July that we've been doing this, and so that's awesome. Um, you know, and obviously, uh, so much that we've done, and now you know, looking ahead, and you know, Brewers, and yeah, this might be a, a rough season for for us where Packers are out on the playoffs. The you know. More, uh, was it Marquette right now is losing to Villanova, uh, and, and they're on the bubble. We'll see what comes up there. We'll have our March Madness show next week, and hopefully recording that early next week before the playing games. But then also, you know, it, Wisconsin having an off year, even though they played a lot better in those last six games and that four and two record, uh, you know, they really showed that they could compete even with the number two team in the nation twice. So yeah, hey, I, I got a question about that. So yeah, go, go for I'm it. of the belief that. You know, if they could have found, and it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have meant much on the surface, but I think it would have meant a lot to a young team. That if they had found a way to, you know, win maybe three more games, and if one of them would have been knocking off Michigan State in one of those close ones, they would have gotten an NIT bid because I think they were playing well at the end of the season, and I think that would have been quite, quite a learning experience for this young Badger team. As it turns out, they didn't, but you're right, they they played better down the stretch when it mattered a little bit more. And I think, I think that uh, Badger fans should be, should be excited about that because this, remember, this is a very young squad. Right. No, I agree with you on that note. And if they would have even earlier in that year, remember how close they were tied with, with uh, Xavier, you know, towards the end of that game within the last two minutes before uh, blew it, took off and, and scorched the Badgers there. And, you know, when they're in that 2017 Hall of Fame Classic, they, you know, they lost by a combined seven points to number 22 Baylor, number 23 UCLA. So even if they, you know, knock off one of those teams in non-conference play, plus, you know, if they, they, they should have beat a team like Rutgers, obviously, which, you know, and Nebraska on the road, like they had those right. back games in early January before getting blown out by Purdue that in January they should have had that but you know I mean that's what happens with the young team and, and they're also obviously in that latter half uh, of the season without or the majority of the season without Demetri Trice Kobe King now if Ethan Happ comes back I think it's going to be huge and we'll, we can get into this in like a season recap in, in the next couple of weeks too sure but, you know we'll talk about Ethan Happ and what he can do and, you know, he's essentially declared for the draft, and he'll see if he gets an NBA combine invite. If, he, if he's not a first-round grade, according to all the reports, it sounds like he's not going to, you know, he won't forego his fifth year, and, and he'll come back to Wisconsin. So, I mean, that's, yeah, we'll get into that, but it's a, you know, I know it, <laughs> the winter's going to be rough. It's going to be weird for Wisconsin fans, first time in 19 years, that they have not been able you know they've not really seen you know i don't know if there's a it, obviously there may be an interest with like tony bennett in virginia with the wisconsin roots there but not much of wisconsin connections you know going into march madness and with all the you know with especially and also with the big 10 conference season already up because they a week earlier at madison square garden just because you know jim delaney wanted to get you know into msg 
So, yeah, that was weird, hey? I mean... Yeah, I, th- I think the games made up for it. Like, in my opinion, I, I thought they did. I mean, like, you know, you saw Wisconsin and Michigan State was a it was a great game. You saw, you know, Michigan, you know, plow through and, you know, the, the bracket and, and win. I thought, you know, the, the games made up for the fact that, you know, the... In terms of, this, I won't say it made up for the made up for the scheduling because that was some weird scheduling. And yeah. It was rough on the players and you know, and rough on the coaches and rough on fan and fan bases too. Where you know there was no you know Saturday games really uh, you know from what mid December on. On right. I don't know yeah since the twenty was it twenty third of of December if I'm not mistaken uh, at home so. Really, it's a you know I hope they don't condense it like that again. But it, I do feel like it they did well at Madison Square Garden. The games were good. It didn't I don't think the ends didn't justify yeah. the means. So, so let, let me ask you let me ask you a quick trivia question. So the Badgers were tied for sixth for the longest streak um, of NCAA tournament appearances, tied with Gonzaga. Gonzaga obviously did qualify. So now. They have 20 straight years. Wisconsin streak will end at 19. Um, do you know who the who has the current longest running streak? Mm, Kansas. It is Kansas. 29 years. That's an, that's Kansas. crazy. That is yeah. just so crazy. Uh, and obviously, we'll see what comes out of uh, you know. We'll see what happens, and like I said, we'll preview March Madness coming up, and, and what Wisconsin and Marquette fans, and you know, and Milwaukee Panther fans should be doing uh you know they should still be watching obviously but uh we'll, we'll talk about that coming up ne- you know next week but scotty you know we're, we're in that time of the year we already previewed outfielders and catchers and we're on the you know we're looking at infielders you know spring training's already started games you know milwaukee's eight and five they lost today 11 to six to arizona but you know i mean it, it, let me just make sure that i'm clear on this too since you're you're, you're the baseball expert out of the two of us and, and a well-respected one at that. What, you know, like, what do you take out of these first couple of weeks of, of, of games? I mean, how serious do you take it? I mean, these guys are still getting warmed up, right? There's not, you know, like how, how should a fan approach just seeing these players, you know, in the first couple of weeks of these games? And well, it, it depends. Cause yeah, the stats don't matter as much. And I'll talk about some of these stats when we kind of get into talking about, um, some of the people fighting for the second base position, in fact. But what you do want to look for, if you're, especially if you're avidly following, is you want to make sure you want to watch that there's no um, terrible at bats, for example, right? You know, I shouldn't say none. If if somebody's got a high percentage of bad at bats, you know, you might be a little bit concerned. But I think you're just kind of watching for for some trends and and watching for guys to. Um, you know, if, if all things are equal in a position battle to try to differentiate themselves for pitchers, you know, some things can be harbingers of, of things to come. And at the same time, I've seen guys absolutely get blown up um, in spring training only to, to come back and um, have a really good regular season and vice versa. So I guess you're just kind of watching for things and you're watching for, for trends. But I've seen some really good uh, from a, a batting, uh, from hitting uh, wise, some really good performances this spring from some people that are really fighting for a job. Um, and I've seen some disappointing things from a guy who suddenly might be, uh, might be looking to be dealt or, or might have some issues on this roster. And we can talk about that in a minute, but let's go into the, some of the position. Bat- uh, let's go into the things that we know aren't up for 
grabs. Travis Shaw's your third baseman. I think we can right. agree. Agreed. Orlando Arcia is your starting shortstop. And Hernan Perez is your utility player that can play all the infield spots as well as play in the outfield, which, because of that, might make somebody like Keon Broxton either expendable or sent to the minors because he still has minor league options. Okay, So we know those things are true. Mm-hmm. What we're not sure about is second base and the way they're going to distribute playing time at first base. So let's start with something that's uh, a little less controversial and talk about second base. Um, there's been a lot of people thinking, and, and I was one of these people, and I may have come around a little bit, because there are a lot of people thinking that the Brewers needed to go out and get a second baseman, maybe a Neil Walker, who I, I like. But I think I'm starting to understand why they didn't want to commit to three years for a guy like Neil Walker. And that reason is a guy, uh, Keston Herrera, who probably by 2020, if not by like, mid-2019, is going to be your starting second baseman. So the question is, can you contend, and I don't think they can contend just because of their starting pitching, but we'll get into that in a minute. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Can you contend if your second baseman are a mix of two of these players, Jonathan Villar, Eric Sogard, and Mauricio Dubon? I think you can, um, if the pitching were where it needed to be. And like I said, I don't think it is, but we can get into that in a second. Um, because I think VR is going to have a bounce-back season. And I don't think he's going to bounce back and maybe have the same numbers he had in 2016, but I certainly believe he can have uh, numbers closer to that than what he put up last year when he pressed too hard, he struggled, um, and he really, really, really um, hurt his chances of getting a long-term deal. So I, I think you're okay there. Sogard's been good um, in spring, and you know he's a serviceable backup again. I still think he's closer to what his career numbers are than what he did last year, but whatever. Right. Um, and, and Dubon's a guy, another prospect. They have a lot of prospects in this middle infield, and guys are going to have to figure out what to do with or if they're going to deal or whatever the case is. So, you know, but but I think you can patchwork and, and get two of these guys on your, on your roster, and if you do that, I think you're going to be okay at that position. I don't yeah. know if you have any thoughts on the second base spot. Not much. I mean, it's it's one thing where I know a lot of it was talking about the the second baseman and and you, they got the outfielders. You know, the the other two spots were second baseman and some starting pitching, right? Were the kind of the needs that that many were addressed in, in the off season. But honestly, I mean, I you know, I, I I'm in I'm on that same thought process with you, where the future is bright with a kid that is. You know, batting right now, I'm looking at the stats right now, 389 in 18 at-bats, uh, nine games played there. And so, and that, you know, you hear, I mean, that kid's a, you know, a hitter, right? He's got the, the chops to, to bat in the big leagues, it seems like, or will be very yeah, he's shortly. he's the future. He's the future yeah. second baseman. Now, his glove is probably not as good as Diaz's or, right. or even Sogard's, to be honest with you, but... You know, it depends on what you build around him. If you're solid everywhere else, you can maybe live with a a a, a below average fielder if if you're strong in other positions in the field. So right. I don't know, but and maybe he'll fix that because he's still a young player. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. And so it'll be interesting to see there. But I mean, I think they can get by at least for a little bit. We'll see how they're playing. You know, when it comes to contention time, if something does come up where they need to utilize a, you know. They need to find somebody, but 
I'm kind of along the lines with you on there. Now, you know, first baseman, right? Where you know you have Eric Thames, Eric Thames, you have uh, you know Aguilar, Brian Braun. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts regarding the first baseman for the Brewers and how things could shake out? Well, see, now that's where it gets interesting, because you first of all you have guy a guy like Aguilar who is people they love him in the clubhouse okay they think he's one of those glue guys he's one of those people that you want in your clubhouse all right so we know that to be true um then you have a guy like uh Choi who's been really really good really surprising and then you have the guy who's supposed to be, you know, who's transitioning to playing some first base Ryan Braun's not going to be the everyday first baseman right. but he certainly would play against lefties because Thames can't hit lefties. Then you have Eric Thames, who had a good six weeks last year, but really, other than that, didn't do a whole lot. And I I know that that sounds, it's an unpopular thing to say, because he's a fan favorite, right? But let's be honest, he didn't do much aside from that six-week stretch when he was murdering the ball. So now it's, ironically, because I had said before this, if you remember, you and I had a conversation four weeks ago when they were talking about what do we do with Santana now that Yelich and Kane are in the fold. And I said, you don't do anything with them because you have five players for four spots and are injuries and rest and all that stuff. And sure enough, that's what we got, right? We got five guys for four spots. But is Eric Thames doing enough to prove that he's worthy? Or would you go with a guy like somebody like Aguiar and, and Braun in the mix? I, I don't... I don't know. I'm not saying you throw the baby away with the bathwater. I'm just saying that you have to be cognizant of these things um, as the season rolls on. And if Eric Thames starts the season the way he played in the second half, that's going to be a hole in the lineup that you're going to have to address. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's you know, and hopefully, I mean, obviously they'll they'll figure it out. You're hoping there, and it, I mean, it, yeah, it's going to be the position you bear watching. And you know, you're looking at Troy right now batting 350. Uh, you know, 11 games played, you know, three RBIs, four walks, and, you know, he's playing well. But then you have a guy like, you know, uh, like uh, Eric, the, you know, and I know that he is a fan favorite, but you know, he's also batting, gosh, you know, 211 and, and 19 at-bats with eight strikeouts already. So Right. That's what yeah, I'm saying. And, yeah. And that's the stuff you look for. Like I said, when you're worried about, all right, so what do we do? You know, what are we really watching for? Well, what you're watching for is – um you're, you're basically watching for that, for bad at bats, for things that make you scratch your head and go, hmm, boy, that, that doesn't look good. Um, and again, it's still early in camp, but he doesn't seem to have fixed the free swinging issues that um, that I think he has. So I don't know. I mean, that's just that's my opinion. And, and, and we'll see how it pans out as, as spring training goes on. But as of right now, there's there's some concern, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there should be. So it's obviously something to bear watching. Uh, anything else that you've seen out of the infielders uh, that either may be on the roster or may not be on the roster through the first, you know, 13, 14 some odd games of spring training? No, I mean, I think being healthy as as we roll through this is going to be the key. Again, I think you're in good shape. I I know that he's not hitting well to start, but RC is going to be fine. And and you've got Hernan Perez as your jack of all trades utility guy. And I think ultimately they're going to be okay at second base. I'm more interested in watching how this these players who are in the mix for first base at bats how that all shakes down. Agreed. Now looking at pitchers, right? Starting pitchers and 
No moves made. You know, you and I wanted to wait until we heard her if anything came about right before spring training or what happened, you know, what could happen, you know, a little bit into spring training. Now, uh, no moves have been made, right? Right. And right. and so I mean it sounds like you know you listen to the sports radio it sounds like you know David Stern said they're they uh, looks like they're packed are they standing packed if I'm not mistaken I mean at yeah. least for now or well what? I mean that could be that could be posturing if that's true then this team doesn't expect to contend this year and, and I'm gonna be completely frank about it look when your number one rival goes out and gets who Dar- you Darvish. I'm not saying they should have spent that kind of money. I'm just saying you have to counter with something. And before we get into that and we talk about who they might still be able to grab, because there's still three guys that are out there and they could go the trade route, which would then, you know, because I hear people are are clamoring uh, about Keon Broxton perhaps being uh, in the mix for trades. Maybe we'll talk about that in a second, too. But Forget about who's still out there yet. Let's talk about what's on this roster. And and so far, spring has been a, a mix of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the stuff that's been good doesn't really look like it passes the smell test. So let's talk about what's been good. Junior Guerra's been good. Is that sustainable? I don't know. Uh, Brett Suter's been good. Brett Suter's okay. He was. He might. Be, I'm okay if he's your fifth starter, but there's nobody at the top of this 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 rotation that makes me think that we have an ace. Okay, Chachin's been good. I expected him to be a fourth or fifth starter, and he's he's pitched well. Wade Miley's been good, but do you really think that passes the eye test? I mean, Wade Miley the last couple of years has been gotten beaten around like, um, like like, right, like, a, right. like a junior varsity player playing against the college team. Right. So I don't know how much of those four guys are sustainable. Now, let's talk about the bad. Zach Davies has an oblique strain. You know how those things can linger, right? Yep. You know, it's what happened with Chase, uh, Chase Anderson last year and being shelved for, uh, you know, many weeks there. So, right. yeah. So you're already going to miss. You're already going to have Jimmy Nelson miss half the season, maybe, maybe a little less, but a good portion of the season. You may start the season with uh, with Davies not being ready to go. Chase Anderson, who's supposed to be your number one, hasn't looked good. And two of the young pitchers that the Brewers were banking on in in Wilkerson and Woodruff have gotten smashed around uh, in spring so far. So right now, your best pitchers have been Guerra, Suter, Chichin, and Miley. Does that rotation scare you if those were four of your top five pitchers going into opening day? It doesn't scare. It scares me as a Brewer fan, but it wouldn't scare me as as an opponent. Right. And I think... Yeah, I mean, with, even with Guerra's numbers, you know, I mean, obviously it's still early on, right? But he's he's also given up 14 hits. I mean, his whip's about 1.6, and right. people are batting 341 against him. Right, so. right. So, so you should be worried. You should, you know, you should be worried about that. You should be worried about Wade Miley just because he's Wade Miley. For Christ's sakes, look at what he's done the last few years. So, right. even so though, did, did I see something though that he said that wasn't there something in the change in delivery? I I read I, I thought I read like something on Twitter or there was a report saying that they he had just his delivery because his mechanics were off and so you know you hope that's a good start obviously it's only spring training and he's only pitched eight innings and three outings right so i mean it's still a lot to be decided but i mean if you hope that you know i mean they signed him to a minor league deal with an invitation to spring tra- uh, spring training so you hope well, that he you know let's hope let's hope, five, but, let's hope let's you know, hope but i wouldn't yeah. hold my breath the only thing that gives him an advantage is he's a lefty but let's say right now let's let's use this as, as a, a bellwether if davies is ready by opening day no matter what the numbers look like in spring it's going to be anderson davies chachin 
Suter and either Miley or Guerra. And if Davies is hurt, it might be Miley and Guerra. And that's my prediction as of right now, just because Woodrow and Wilkerson have been terrible, right? So if that's the case, they're in trouble, man. So so let's talk about what's out there. Jake Arrieta's out there. Lance Lynn's out there. Alex Cobb's out there. If it sounds like a broken record, it should, because those are the same guys that have been out there for the last, well, since free agency started. Them, those three and Darvish are the ones everybody talked about, right? So the question is, what uh, what do we do? You know, if you're if you're the Brewers, do you go out and try to get one of those guys that that we mentioned? Do you um, instead decide that maybe the best thing to do is to uh, pursue a trade? And maybe Broxton fits into that. Maybe Broxton and Thames or Broxton and Aguirre. And one of these young middle infielders, be it Dubon, be it Diaz, be it Huera, pick one. And maybe you can get somebody who could be a, a number two or three starter quality. I don't know. You know, um, but you got to figure out something because I just, I'm sorry. You know, you can believe all you want. You can call me a naysayer. I've got ripped on Facebook uh, and on, on some of my other feeds because they said I'm too negative about the Brewers last year when I said they needed another arm. And then sure enough, all those people who needed to eat crow went back and hid in the woodwork and didn't want to come out. I'm not a hater. I just – I've seen enough pitching. I've seen enough baseball. I've been a – this staff is not a staff that's going to win a pennant. So – and I'd feel differently about it if they add a top-of-the-rotation guy. Then I'm fine. I'm fine with Anderson as a two and Davies as a three and Chachin as a four and roll the dice on a five if you got a certified right. ace. If you get a certified ace, I can live with this rotation any way it's constructed. But I just I right now there's a lot of uneasiness and and I think there should be by all Brewer fans. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. It's a uh, you know it, it's gonna be something that's gonna be addressed. I think. I mean, them not you know them relying on the starters that they have right now means. I mean, I feel like yeah, obviously the Cubs the Cubs are gonna be above you know be that you know the cream of the crop and then I mean I think it shows maybe I don't know if it says that the Brewers are content with contending for the wild card, but that's where they're going to compete. Mm-hmm. That's where they'll one of those two spots, in my opinion. If they don't acquire a, you know, if Arietta doesn't come back, if or if Arietta doesn't come to the Brewers, or if they can't trade for a Cobb or you know an Archer somehow. So I mean, there's a lot to. I still think there's obviously still a lot of time left, but. They, you know, I mean, depending upon what happens, and, and you know, maybe you know, depending on these performances, once we, you know, a couple years, a couple weeks down the line, maybe you and I are talking a different story when someone signs because of what the results are if they don't turn around quickly. So, uh, you know, there's a lot, you know, and you also have to, in my opinion, you also, you also have to trust in David Stearns. You know, he ha- he's turned the ship around well with Craig Council as manager. You know, give him the benefit of the doubt for now, and like you said, it could be posturing on his part, so it could be just him saying something and then. Uh, seeing what, what where the cards may lay, maybe it's a signal to, to agents of, of of you know with offers, but we'll we'll see, man. I Listen, mean, I give him the benefit of the doubt in the way that he's built this farm system, and I I I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he might that he's smarter than to say that they don't need to add anything to this staff. However, if they think if he thinks this staff is 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 set up to win. I can't get I can't get down with that. Like I can't give him the benefit of the doubt with that because I, I I'm I'm just so. And again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But 
and, and, I, and I'll, I'll come on any airwaves and say that if this staff is the one we go into to start the season and it ends up being one of the best or at least the top half uh, in baseball, I'll eat my words. But I'm sorry. It just doesn't look – there's nothing there when you look at regression to mean and you look at, at what these guys have done over their careers that make me think, yeah, this is ready. They're ready to go. And, right. and so, you know, so I, I just – I can't – I feel I'm sorry that I'm the naysayer here, and and, and I'm sorry if that makes me, in not your words, but a hater or an anti-Stearns guy, because none of those things are true. I'm just telling you right now, this year with this staff, they're not contending. Yeah, I can see that point. And I, I right now I, I, I haven't had watched a lot of the games yet. Uh, I've tried to here and there or try to catch some of the the audio, but yeah, they have some stuff that they need to to figure out. And I mean, thankfully they have a few more weeks, and then. But I mean, regular season's coming up already. I can't believe how fast the year's going by, and and sooner or later you'll see Miller Park open up and Major League Baseball kicks off one more time, my friend. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Look, I'm I'm ex- I still have I've got I purchased already tickets to 15 games. Um, I'm excited. I hope I hope they contend. I hope they add a pitcher, and if not, I hope some guys have some breakout seasons. I'm gonna be there. I've spent my money. I'm supporting the team. So, again, I, I'm not just sitting up on a mountain telling you that this sucks and this is great and, and I'm not I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm, I'm supporting this squad. But, man, oh, man, I'm hoping that I'm right. Or, I'm yep. sorry, I'm hoping that I'm wrong Gosh. and my, my gamble is right that I'm, I'm paying money to see a contender. But somebody's going to have to break out of this, of this. Again, if it's Miley and his new delivery, awesome. That's awesome. If it's... Uh, Suter just taking that next step and being that serviceable, you know, uh, number four, number five, great. If Chichin's able to be successful, yeah, then we got something. And if they can, you know, stay in contention until Jimmy Nelson's back, stay within a couple games, you know, that's like making a trade at the trade deadline, right? You go get your guy and, um, you know, he comes out and and, um, gets it done for you. That's awesome. I just, I, I wouldn't bet, I wouldn't take that to Vegas. Yep, I agree with you there. I, apparently, the only guy who would take anything to Vegas right now is Steve Van Beckham, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> On that note, before we wrap it up, anything else? I mean, we'll we'll talk some Bucks next week too. Um, anything else that really perks perks your ears right now with going on with with sports? Obviously, besides the, the Bucks, in a I won't say tailspin, but in a in a drought or in a yeah, they're struggling. Spot. They're struggling. Um, you know. We already talked about Marquette in Wisconsin a little bit. Packers, you know, Muhammad Wilkerson, who played underneath Mike Patton, uh, came in for a visit. But according to, like, Ian Rappaport, looks like he's heading to um, – he's heading down to New Orleans now. Uh, hey, same old, same old Packers, right? <laughs> wow. Um, we can talk about that some other time. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, other than that, uh, we are – yeah, no, there's, there's, still, there's, still, we'll be talking more next week. Obviously, we gotta talk about March Madness and who we think will win, and take it home. And there's still, you know, we'll, we'll talk if the free agency news pro day uh, coming up too. And like I said, uh, we'll, Owen Reese and I from Bucky's Fifth Quarter will be down there. Uh, we can talk some NFL Combine t- uh, chatter as well. Uh, you saw guys like Leon Jacobs run a four eight. I mean, you and I have had discussions about 
combine workouts too, but Leon Jacobs, I think, asserted himself well uh, with uh, 26 reps of 225 on the bench press, and then on top of that, the 448 40-yard dash. And Natrell Jamerson did the same, 25 reps at uh, 225, and then running a 4-4 flat officially uh, as a safety. And I think he'll make it as a NFL special teamer, in my opinion, at the very least, and maybe down the road contribute. But, uh, yeah, no, there's... Uh, we'll talk more about that next week for sure. But uh, anything else you got, brother? No, I think that covers it for me. Awesome. Well, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Like I said, tune in next week, March Madness Pro Day. Uh, more, you know, we'll talk more Brewers uh, if, if things come about. Talk some Bucks, and we have a lot more coming up. And uh, for the, you know, make sure you guys follow us at B5Q uh, at Scott Wisniewsk two uh, at JCocoB5Q. So, uh, but, you know, for uh, yeah. Anything else you got going on this weekend, brother? Uh, no, I got a, a wrestling event that I'm excited about um, at the Elks Lodge in Waukesha on Saturday. And uh, that's about it. That kind of covers what my weekend plans are. Nice. Nice. No, we're looking into getting a dog. So we got some dog in, uh, inspection at the house coming up tomorrow. And then Peyton, you know, trying to get the rest of our bathroom up to par you know some uh, house life stuff and yeah no it'll be good uh and like i said thank you guys all for listening and make sure like i said make sure you guys uh, follow us on facebook and on twitter and on that note on behalf of the polish rifle scott wisniewski this is jay kokorowski tune in next week for another edition of the kielbasa king sports extravaganza